Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, that's a sound effect I'm not in control of. There you wow. go. You've got oh, the megaphone. Oh, man, Cappy on the megaphone. Hey, real quick, real quick, I want to mention Game of Games powered by Call Jacob. Winning matters. That's why after an accident, you got to go to calljacob.com or call 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. So, Cappy, I was, and, and Shidano here? Yeah. Shidano. What's up, dude? Wow. Hey, hey. Wow. wow. When are you going to Seattle? I'm going to Seattle tomorrow morning, and they're botching it by not being in the series right now. I'm very upset about that, but anyway. Yeah. Great, yeah. St- great stadium. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Was just there this summer for the first time. Totally okay. randomly, the Seattle Mariners, more people, more states are rooting for the Seattle Mariners than for any other team based oh, on yeah. 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 yeah, they're kind of it's it's like 13 states. They own like the entire swath of the uh, Pacific Northwest and the only place they're rooting for the Dodgers, California, Nevada, and Hawaii. Nevada. Okay. Yeah. Nevada. Our is, friends in the desert. It's kind yeah. of uh, L.A. adjacent. Yeah. So, I, Cappy, you were talking about uh, your move. <laughs> and this is my this is my thing. So I have gotten I just in the community or in our community, the mafia, I put out a picture of me side by side with my dad. And it's scary how much we resemble each other or how much I'm starting to look like him. But I have got. Cappy, you've had your nostrils waxed, right? Correct. Several times. I think I need my ears waxed. Oh, my God, dude. Don't even get me started on my ears. Yeah? Yeah, because as you get older, and I don't know if George or Clinton are are experiencing this yet, but as you get a little older, all of a sudden things start growing out of your ears. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's hair, but it's like, where is it coming from? And if you try and yank it out, it hurts like a mofo. I almost think I, I have a clipper, but I almost think I need a razor to get rid of it. You're yeah. not putting a razor on your ears. I, no, I, I do. I shave the outside. I of think my ears. I'm going to have to shave my ears. I do. I wow. shave the upper part, the upper lobe of my ear, and <laughs> yes. then I and then I take like a manscaping tool oh. and I stick it in my ear. Yeah. And I try and cut out the. Boy, you are. Yeah, that's that. You're more fastidious than I am. Why don't you work. do what I do? Get your ears waxed. So I go to this girl. She will take these popsicle sticks. Yeah. She'll put the hot wax on them. She right. sticks them up my nose. Uh-huh. Then she sticks them in my ears and on my ears, and then she yanks them off. And then I've got bald ears and bald internationals. Nice. Now, you're one caution. <laughs> yeah, you're paying for it. But I will just say this: the ingrown hair on the inner part of a nostril. There is no pain like this on planet Earth. What 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 are we doing? Mm. How are you? I thought this is this is this How is are clap, you? this is clapper vision clapper to the max. vision. Yeah. Right. <laughs> wow. So, uh, so Cappy, how about your Padres last night? Well, I'll tell you this: um, makes for an interesting series now, doesn't it? Oh yeah. No, it's. A, I always said it's not a zero percent chance the Padres will win the series, and they're in it. They're completely in said, it. What you said was, oh, those pesky little those Padres. little Padres, those scrappy little pod squad, right? Keep, Slam Diego love. Keep a yeah. team that you're so much better than around, and make them believe they can win. And all of a sudden, you know what could happen? But look. It's, there's two out of three to go, Yep. and the Padres haven't been able to beat the Dodgers two out of three all season long. So, why I now? still like where we are. Yeah. I still they like lost the game yeah. in the playoffs. It happens. You it's know, scary, I, though. It's, it is it's, scary. It's, it's scary, but, like, you know. No. I thought scary is, like, down 2-1. That's no, scary. I, 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 I'm with you, George. Like, they lost the game. It's even. They lost to you, Darvish. Probably the Padres' best chance to get a win in this series was, was with you, Darvish. But, I mean, out. I MF'd my way through that game last night. My dog's hiding under the bed. Oh, they really? hate baseball. Yeah. Cannot stand baseball. And, you know, seventh, sixth inning, seventh inning, I mean, that was so frustrating. because It was right there for us. It's tense. So, it was, it was fr- but it's a, it's. Wait, you didn't go to the game? No, I did no, not. Everybody at the station except for Mace went to the game. Yeah, basically. not me and George. We didn't get to go. Last night, sure. well, I, I gave Bergman my ticket, so he used my ticket. I was just too okay, much. Well, okay. It's too much. You know what? As somebody that's complained about not getting invited to stuff, let me be clear on what actually happened. Travis was there in a pro- professional capacity, yep. mm-hmm. as was I. Greg got Mason's seat. Beto bought a seat on his own, and that was the crew. Right. That was the crew. Yeah. Line. And I elected to sit it out, and now- in a in a, an I can't win world, <laughs> I am being at least Morales has suggested that 
I need to be at the games for the Dodgers to win. So now I've gone from jinx to good luck charm. Now and but wait, the reality was Sliwa wasn't there, so the slurs uh, didn't take effect. <laughs> the slurs. Yeah, I love that. So. Yeah, but, I, Go ahead. But the slurs took effect with the Lakers yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They didn't look good. Quickly, though, Cappy, have you ever encountered mini U Darvish? Mini Vish? I've not, but I heard you guys talking about him earlier. Has he been doing this forever? Like, uh, I'm do not when, familiar when was... on the runway on this, but okay. I was stunned by the commitment to the bit by this individual, and I had to know if you would run into him before. Hadn't, but I wondered when I heard you talking about it earlier, did he do this when Darvish was with the Dodgers? Hmm. That's a good question. Excellent I don't. Question. I, don't I don't remember. Know. I was at that game. I don't remember seeing Mini Darvish. <laughs> Mace, are you uh, are you going to trek down to San Diego uh, for a Friday or Saturday game? I'm not, man. I'm not. Your Butler's off this weekend. Yeah, I'm Butler's <laughs> off. My driver took the weekend. Uh, seriously, you have such a wrong idea about <laughs> I me. I live such a modest <laughs> it just existence. Makes, it just makes me laugh to think that that's possible. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Uh, no, I'm not going to go down there. Are you going to any of the games, Cappy? I'm planning on probably going Saturday. Uh, George, you'll appreciate this. I had to do it. What do you suppose I had to do here, George? Ask Rachel. Um, well, that was first. Yes, very good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And then the second, of course, is I started to have to make some calls, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, you need tickets. Hey, King. Yeah. Hey, King. Hey, King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should make a T-shirt out of that. I should, and that's a good idea. I may, I may get on that. Um, I had to start making Hey, King calls. Right. Who'd you Tough call? Ticket. Tough ticket to get. Peter Seidler? Um, almost. Pete, hold on, almost. you can't get a ticket to a playoff baseball game. Of of course, I can get a ticket. He to doesn't want to pay for it. Oh, you know. Thank what? you, George. Thank you. The get-in price is not super high on that game. Um, yeah, actually, been looking at the uh, third-party kind of sites. The yeah, gray so, market, yeah. the, the secondary market. Yeah, pretty expensive. Is it? Yeah, a lot of Dodger fans going to be there. That's true. A lot of. I think it's going to be a Dodger takeover. Well, it usually is a Dodger takeover. There used to be this guy who owned the Padres. His name was Ron Fowler. It was a couple of years ago. and When was he? I thought it went John Moores to Peter Seidler. Yeah, but before Seidler, the guy who actually was really representing the ownership group was this guy, Ron Fowler. And then when Seidler got healthy enough, uh, they kind of bought this guy Fowler out and, and he moved on. But this guy would say all the time, you know, hey, why, would, why are the Dodger fans taking over Petco Park? And he would say, who cares? Let them take over Petco Park. They're going to come here, spend their money. We're going to take that money, eventually get players, and then go beat them. And this now is their time. If they're if they're ever going to do it, now's their chance. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, get in price one hundred eight dollars. That's that not game, bad. Cappy. That's not bad at all. I thought it was much worse than yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's not that bad. Get in price. So that's like you know out in the park where price. there's no seats. Right? It's park standing P one park. Yeah, yeah. yeah sir. So you're out there. Is that where they have that little mini baseball field for the kids or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it's a great. great park. It's a fantastic. Park. Yeah, it's a really cool. It park. is a nice place. It's a to top five experience in the bigs. I, my opinion. I mean, first of all, you're in San Diego, and second of all, you can walk to the park. Like, right. It's great. Georgie, much. any interest? No, you're going to drive a, down, No, George? I got a preseason game tomorrow. I'm. Uh, what I are you a, doing? I have Warriors Nuggets tomorrow. I'm, oh. actually, I'm actually trying to um, um, work on trying to talk to Draymond. Tomorrow. I was going to say, is that a Draymond free oh. game? Is he back for that one? That's the one he's back for? He's supposed to be back, so they're arranging a potential meeting with me and him after shoot-around. Oh, oh, really? Nice. This is so, Scoop City we'll, right here, George. We'll okay, what are you going to – I mean, league. I don't mean to be flip about this, but what are you going to ask him, you know? Well, I, just A, like, what's the reaction been since he's been back? That's yeah. the obvious question. Uh, B, what kind of remorse does he have? Uh, and C, how do they move forward from this, right? Like, those those are the basic questions you got to ask. Right. No, I, the like reason I brought D. it up is because I think C is, like, a real actual issue. Like, people are like, oh, how can it be possible that you don't you – know, this is the biggest crisis in the world when you had to suspend him once in the finals. That was different. That was in the finals. They right. were already there. And that was the league, by the way. Yeah, you, exactly. Right. To, for, to have their season kind of detonated – Early, I actually think this is a huge issue for this team, George. Maybe I'm crazy, but I, I, I think this is a legitimate hurdle for the squad coming back trying to defend their title. Yeah, so it's really I, I don't I mean it's going to be off camera, and I'll just have a report for it. But sure. like they're they're let you know uh, they're efforting to get him for me after they're done with shoot around tomorrow. So I, I was going to fly out tomorrow morning initially, but now I'm flying out after the after the show. So Why don't you do like know. the? Can you do the the full Oprah like the sit down with Draymond? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think he wanted How does cameras. This feel? I, I, I don't think he wanted cameras. So okay. I think that that's part of the equation. So gotcha. Got okay. it. Uh, that's fat. Did you see all the Westbrook stuff last night? My God, I did. I saw oh, it on social God. media. Although Mess. I feel like the one where they were like in game huddling, like my understanding was, if I if if it's the same time I because I, I, I recorded some of the game or the game and I watched it back, it felt like he was arguing with the ref at that point. 
Uh, no. He said he was talking to coaches. He, he said he was talking to coaches. I saw him off the side talking to somebody. Like you can kind of still kind of get a, a, little, a little. Like Beverly tried to get him to come over, right, and join right. the team, and he sort of shook him yeah. off and went. To, and he says he talked to coaches. To me, the bigger thing is this thing in the beginning of oh, the game. Oh, no question. Yeah, yeah. Because the, if he's talking to somebody, I could see where you know that's at least plausible deniability. The stuff before the game, it's kind of like, yeah, you guys do your thing. I know I'm not going to be here much longer. Yeah, that, I don't that, think he's going to be here much longer. Yeah. I think they're either going to trade him or John Wallum, one or the other. I, I think, well, Ramona and I talked about this when she was on uh, the day that we gave her, her Cappy's tequila. Yeah. Um, and we that talked about. Yeah, sorry, bro. <laughs> um, not really that sorry. But the the reality is we kind of talked about how there's probably like a 15 to 20, 10 to 15 to 20 game window where they're going to make a real decision on what his future is. That's that's the guess I have. And and she believes how, that that's not crazy. How do you have I don't understand 15 to 20 games. I don't I don't understand. What I mean, that that's window. a long time. That's what I'm saying. November. That's know? what I'm saying. That's a little yeah. too long for me, yeah. considering what's at stake here with well, this team. They don't have 15 to 20 games to play with. But don't you think it's sort of dependent on the way Westbrook comes out of the gate and is well, in I, I that think, team huddle so, at the beginning. I, I, mean, I mean, all that stuff. <laughs> so, basically, yeah. I got a, there are a couple of factors. I think that the Lakers actually – another thing I talked about with Ramona on Friday, the Lakers actually will have better a better opportunity to move him, perhaps even for less than the two first-round picks that everybody wants to snag from them because – Everybody's there's going to be teams that are going to get in this Wimbanyama sweepstakes. And yeah. At some point, they're going to need to make a hard decision on when to pivot. And that actually will be fortuitous for the Lakers, I believe. Mm. Meaning, well, the Lakers have no they have no Wimbanyama. No, 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 no. But no I'm saying is that the teams pick. that right. want to tank are like, all right, fine. Just give us Westbrook and give us one pick and maybe a second rounder. We'll do it. Indiana, particularly because that's the team the Lakers have been dealing with most recently is going to have to be one of those teams. They're not they're not Rick Carlisle in that group is not going to win with this group that they have. So this um, is the Buddy Heald slash uh Miles Turner scenario, yeah, right? Yeah. And I listen, I'm with you know, I in the athletic story, it basically implied that the 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 younger bus uh siblings were not interested in trading the two picks. Right. Um both of the picks and that the alleged uh offer I guess was one of the picks and then like a second rounder, which honestly for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, I, I feel like that's a good haul, you know? It is. It actually is. I, and I think, by the way, and if they can't trade him, I just and he's and he's doing this, then Problem. sit him down. Yeah, just Up, sit well, him I down. I think that that will be say go home part of the equation. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. Up, now, I don't know if you guys heard Beto. him. He kind of tried Sorry. to uh, talk his way out of it he a did. little bit today. Yeah, where he was saying, "Well, come on, guys. Like, if you know my career, you know I've been doing that kind of like my whole career. Like, That's I not just, better to me. That's what I'm saying. Like th this, these kind of things are like, oh, I was arguing with the ref. I was talking to a coach. Like. I, I get it, but at some point, like connectivity with your team matters, and it just—I don't know—the optics on this are. Awful. Well, that's just it. It, it. That's just it. The optics, you yeah. know, like, dude, you know, everybody's looking at you, everything you do. So why not try and be as team oriented as you can be? I agree. If you're trying, totally if you're trying to integrate into what Darvin Ham is doing, then that what we saw last night is is not the right direction. How do you guys feel about Halloween? I hate Halloween. I don't know if you've heard this or not, but I can't. Well, I'm stand not a huge Halloween, Halloween person either. I don't like it. I I I said earlier, you know, they've cluttered up my neighborhood now. <laughs> oh well, that that I heard. You're kind of ridiculous. There's like you a mean? ten foot spider on somebody's house yeah. with a gigantic web. There's Wait. a a an inflatable ghost in somebody's front yard. There's that cottony stuff all over every single bush i'm like come on people you're cluttering up the neighborhood and you know what if they were festive people they would put up christmas lights but these people only put up halloween decorations no, and no, they no. never put up christmas lights when it's come time on. for christmas you're kidding me i would think that they're very festive people and that they're going halloween right into like i get no christmas, christmas lights. some people like halloween more i hate yeah. halloween maybe you live near some witches like hocus pocus too you heard about Hocus Pocus too. It's dangerous. Yeah, I saw the. I heard the thing you guys. Yeah, it's speaking dangerous. of people in costumes, update from Beto. Mini Udarvish was in Texas, so that's that's part of what he did. Well, this guy's very committed to yeah. the. Uh, oh, to the he's bit. To, the to the bit. bit. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like he's traveling. Morales would love him. <laughs> committed to the bit. So let me. So from what, from my understanding here, Mace, you would not be very happy if someone prank decorated your lawn. For Halloween, oh, I'd be furious. Okay, I would be absolutely keep, furious. I mean, if somebody Bergman, Bergman, keep that one in mind. <laughs> if somebody did to me what we used to do to houses, I don't mean no. I don't mean in a bad way. I mean if somebody nicely decorated your lawn with I would be, huge I would be Halloween furious, gigantically, stuff, <laughs> like big skeletons and, and 
calling the my my lawn guy to say get this crap out of here. That would actually what did be you a, do? That would toilet be a, paper people or what? Yeah, we TP people. And your soap windows. You TP God. in your soap. Toilet yeah. papering somebody's house is the worst. Oh, yeah, it's the that's, worst. That's, it's that's, so, that's disrespectful. That's what we used to do. Right. But I'm saying Halloween if somebody night. actually that's set what Halloween up, was if somebody me. set up a real actual Halloween thing on your lawn and made it a haunted house, that would be hilarious. Yeah, no. You got it's some not. guy in a mason like a Jason, a Jason mask popping out. Definitely not happening. Like a fake knife. Definitely. My house is getting ready to go all Halloween. It got nothing to do with me. My daughter, who's sixteen, she's like, Oh dad, it's time to decorate the house. I'm like <laughs> Have at it. Nice. What is she going to do? Is she going to put that cottony crap all over oh, yeah, the, the bushes? Gl- and the glow-in-the-dark cotton stuff, oh, like the spider webby kind of stuff? Yeah, it's going to be all over the place. Just awful. You know what we're doing tonight? We're going to uh, dinner at Islands. Me, Bergman, Jorge. Oh, nice. uh, is Clinton Yates going to go or not? There's an outside chance that I make it there. It's an undisclosed location right now. Oh, I was just going to say what part of town. It's an undisclosed right. island. It's in, it's in, uh, it's in our part of town. Distance, yes, yeah. a good way to put that. So right, we're going right. to be meeting with uh, Tanner Wilson, I guess, Steve Baker, Tony Parada, David Ganoa, and Ignacio. Ignacio Martinez, who are like big Mason and Ireland fan listeners, and we're going to uh, have dinner with him tonight. And I, Jorge is very critical that I'm going to have the fish tacos for some reason, but I'm trying to Are you eat going grilled healthier. or fried on that? Grilled. I'm a grilled guy, Yeah, I'm too. a grilled yeah. guy. Why uh, undisclosed? Why can't we all find out where this is? Because that's the whole point. You can't have Mason's fans mobbing him at an island oh. when he's trying to interact oh. with the very people yeah, I'm who trying, won this, the contest. It's like our focus group, yes. right? Oh. This is like a focus group. What do you like about the show? I know what they don't like. They don't like Bergman's game. <laughs> the friggin' riddles. My game was amazing. The Riddler. Stupid riddle Best game. game ever. I right. liked it. Thank you. I'll you do won? the game next time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, please. please. Laura, please. Yeah, All right. Hey, that's uh, that's it for us. We're going to dinner. Uh, coming up next for you, on my drive, I'm going to be listening to Shidano and Cappy. And, early uh, bird dinner. It is early bird. <laughs> it's 5.30 dinner. Wow. That was a good one, John. Start eating dinner when you get older like that. You start eating It's, it's not my choice. It's the thing. station did it. It's, it's not my thing. choice. Uh-oh. Bergman, you uh-oh. picked uh-oh. the time. I did not Sorry. pick the time. Bad, Sorry. bad, bad Stop mojo with the coming into the bird <laughs> Yeah, it's not right. Walking you all cranky have, now, it's muttering, crazy. muttering. Dirty <laughs> <laughs> Dono. Wow. 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 All right, wow. Hey, uh, Supercross Rock brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Southern California chill all season long. We are back tomorrow at 1. Matthew Berry, talented Mr. Roto, is going to be with us. Uh, plus, Ireland is back, and we're getting you ready for game three NLDS down in San Diego. Uh, Shadano and Cappy next, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Come on. What do you got going on today, Cappy? What kind of uh, shenanigans you got on? I saw you got a new t-shirt. Yes, I do have a new t-shirt. The community snuffed you out with your goose. Yeah, the goose goose from last night on the field. That was hilarious during the broadcast. It was phenomenal. It was great. I love how they thought it was a duck. You know, like yeah. there's a duck on the field. And I'm like, I, I don't really know a whole lot about birds, but um, I'm not 100% sure it's a duck. But it, I don't know, maybe it's a duck. And then they if did some it, research. Uh, quacks like a duck, looks like a duck. It's a duck. Yeah. Well, when I was, um, I was in the car at that point, And, and the, uh, the, all the announcers thought it was a duck too. So, and I flipped all, all to the, you know, a couple of different broadcasts and everyone was saying duck. So it wasn't just the TV people. Who was no. Saying. Well, I mean, listen, you can't expect us to be experts in birds 
when we're sitting here trying to call a baseball game. You know, give us a break, will you, people? Yeah, seriously. So but, the, 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 that, that goose was on that field for quite a while, huh? It was. And I'll say this. So were the Padres. The Padres were on the field for quite a while, particularly hitting. And the Dodgers, while they were on the field a lot, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't to be for them. You know, 0 for 9. 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position. They're one of the best teams, Gabby, in the sport this year with runners in scoring position, particularly with, like, two outs and things of that nature. I mean, they have every turn that they got, the one in the sixth, the one in the seventh, and the one in the eighth, those three turns, when they had runners in scoring position, they were all kind of different scenarios, like different strike counts, different uh, out situations, you know, runners on base where there was second and third or whatever, or just one, just two runners in scoring position. All the different machinations of the stats of runners in scoring position, they're generally in like the top two or three. And it just shows you how weird baseball can be that you fail way more than you succeed. So because of that, despite how great they are at it, it's all within the context of the percentages. And the percentages, despite them being, I don't know, 41% with runners in scoring position, batting 415 or whatever with two men on and like two strikes or whatever the hell it was, it just doesn't matter because that means you're still failing 59% of the time. Well, going into this, uh, into the postseason, not into this particular series, but MLB Network ranked all of the pitching staffs. So, you know, all of it together, starting pitching, you know, relief pitching, closing, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And um, San Diego's pitching staff was ranked dead last. They were ranked 12th. Right. So all the teams in the postseason, San Diego's now, pitching staff. Now, is this staff, just the, the entire pitching staff, right? Yeah, this is, this is overall. This is, you know, you consider right. who the starters are, what they've got in terms of the bullpen, and then what they have in terms of closer. Right. And MLB Network said San Diego's got the worst pitching staff of all 12 teams that started the postseason. Right. And what happened, or what has happened thus far anyway. What it, happened was. You're right. Is that the San Diego bullpen has been, like, historically, ridiculously good. Nine and a third scoreless innings. Right. And that's through the, the first three games against the Mets and then, obviously, these first two games against the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. So, here's the thing. I thought, and I still think, that the Dodgers win the series. And the reason I think that is because every data point suggests that the Dodgers are better. But there is a human factor to all of this, which is when a team has been getting beaten all season long and they think in their minds they've closed the gap and they win this game on the road, emotional place, you know, 60,000 people, etc. You let a team hang around and start to really believe could they come up and get you, especially as they go home? Because, George, let me tell you something. In the history of this ballpark, there's never been anything like what's going to happen over the next two nights. Mm-hmm. Because the only time the Padres have ever played in the postseason was 2005 and 2006 in Petco Park. And while they did play in 2020, there were no fans there. Yeah, so, they actually they had the longest uh, losing streak in the, in the division series. They hadn't uh, – ho- actually, they hadn't – Check that. Well, they had that. They had a four-game losing streak there, so it's not the longest. The, lo- the thing they had that was the longest was they had the longest drought of hosting a playoff game, and it was, to your point, in 2006, the last time, and they were third on that list. Right, and, and I'll just tell you, not that this is really critical uh, to, you know, to hear about the history, but in 2005, the Padres won the division. They were 82-80. and 80. The following year, they won the division. They were like, I don't know, like 86-78, and 78, something like that. I mean, they've never been good. Even when they won the division, they weren't good. It's just that everybody else was worse. Yeah. So this is their chance. And to, to win last night the way they did, you know, you mentioned the sixth inning and the seventh inning, you know, to work out of big jams like they were, um, to get to, to, to turn double plays. I mean, there was that one play, I don't know if you remember, Max Muncy hits a ball deep, deep, deep to right field. Yeah. And that's the, that's the last pitch that you Darvish threw. On that play, Juan Soto's running towards the ball, and I'm like, Bro, catch the ball. He puts his glove up like he's going to try and catch it. And it goes over his head. Yeah. Like, what What are you doing? And I didn't realize it until Dave Roberts, after the game, said, he got us. So, got you for what? By pretending that he was going to catch the ball, he kept the runners on the base. Yeah. It never occurred to me. Yeah. That's I just smart. thought he didn't make the play. Yeah, it's just smart. He knew it was over his head. He knew he wasn't going to get there in time, but he acted like it was there, and it fooled them, yes. Because yeah. the runners immediately are supposed to look at the outfield where the ball's going and look at the outfielder. 
Yeah, it was. Um, Wait, you didn't teach your little league team that went like zero and sixteen? That no wonder they went zero and sixteen. No, no, hold on. We got to zero and nineteen. We got oh. to zero and nineteen. Then we finally won our last game. We got to one and nineteen. And then when we won one playoff game, I mean, you would have thought we won Game Seven Wait, of the World the Series. Wait, you made the playoffs at one and nineteen? Yeah, it was like little kid baseball. You know, kind of everybody makes. Everybody the playoffs, makes the playoffs. You know? oh. Yeah, you know, these are little guys. Yeah. Back then. Yeah, not a very good coach apparently. Yeah. At least in baseball. You're, you're no Bob Melvin or uh, Dave Roberts. Clearly. Clearly. Well, what do you think now, though? Let, let's just talk about that for a quick second. Are you, and our Dodger fans, ultra confident, like, we got this, no problem. No, Come on, we got two out of three. They haven't been able to beat us two out of three all season long. I mean, every single series, Padres might win a game, then lose two. Win a game, then lose three. They, they never could take two out of three all season long from the Dodgers. So are you ultimately confident the Dodgers can do this in the next three, or is there any worry like, yeah, um, they're better than they've ever been before, and they've got real pitchers, and they've got some real name guys in their lineup. Like, maybe we got to start taking this thing a little bit more seriously. And I'm not saying the players, oh, no, I'm talking I, about the I fans. Think they, I think you need to take it seriously because they're a good team, and it's a short series. If this was a best of seven, I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have any ounce of worry. But it's a best of five. So because it's a best of five and they now have home field advantage, although baseball, baseball home field advantage is relatively a coin flip. It's not like it is in like basketball or football, you know, but I, I do think that, yeah, you have to have some semblance of being, you know, slightly worried at the very least. I would also say if you're on the San Diego side, you may have this feeling of belief right now because I mean, as far as the Dodgers pitching goes, Tony Gonsolin hasn't pitched in ages. Uh, August 20th. He's had one uh, performance since August 23rd, I believe, and it was only like two innings, right? Right. I think I think it was uh, late August he pitched in AAA. Yeah. Then he had a couple of innings in early October for the Dodgers and hasn't been around, you know? So, I mean, if you're the Padres, you've been playing meaningful games for a long time. If you're the Dodgers, you've been on cruise control. You've been on maintenance forever. But I'm still not – listen, I'll tell you this right now. People in the community are like, yo, Cap. You tell me. I'm like, yeah, what's up, guys? And they're like, "Uh, are you throwing a parade in San Diego today? Yeah, are you? And I'm like, "Uh, no, because, my goodness, man, this thing ain't even anywhere near close to over. Now, I do like the video you posted yesterday on Instagram where all of a sudden it's just a video initially of your TV – as right. the game is wrapping up and everybody is uh, doing their post-game thing, and then all of a sudden you just kind of like slide in, right? Kind of like so that Chris subtly. Collinsworth slide, yeah. kind of, yeah. Right, but except you're standing, you're not right. sitting, you're not right. sliding in on a chair, but you do just you do a little like a uh, quick slide. Did it, at, Lindsay? Did you notice that at, at all? Cappy's little slide on his video. Or I no? mean, it's slick, Cappy, but it's no Collinsworth slide. No, I know. Well, it was it was me shooting it on my own, you know, and and you know, George. After do you have the, like a tripod? Is no, no tripod. This is uh, this is very um, very low budget kind of stuff where, here in where fact, are you putting the phone like on a mantle or something no no it's me holding it dude you're, oh you're do, oh you're doing like a selfie thing yeah and 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 listen uh, i'm a mess i mean it's late at night i got no gel in my hair why I didn't spent... you ask late night with laura how to do that better well i was watching some of late night with laura last night as a matter of fact should have joined in i know should have people... slee actually joined i remember you person. said that mm-hmm. now you sent you sent me that shout out you told me slee was in there mm-hmm. but i will just say that george after the super bowl when I was um, recording some videos with the television behind me, you were getting a kick out of that. So I thought to myself, you know what? This is a big game tonight, and I know everybody's watching it. So I think maybe I'll, I'll do something here. Okay. And that well, was me. I'm, that was a little post-game analysis for you. I'm, I'm glad you're doing something. So, you know. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's dive a little further into this because the numbers are not pretty uh, from yesterday. And I, I do think, though, I happen to think that the Dodgers – as I mentioned, have to have a healthy level of concern, but not overwhelmingly. And I'll explain specifically why in the next segment. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> yeah, come on. You know what you sound like? Tell me. You sound like Beaker from the, the Oh, Muppets. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Beaker. He was probably one of my favorite Muppets. Oh! Yeah. I don't think Beaker does that, though. No, no this was a that. jam, though. This was but a if Beaker jam. were to sing Michael Jackson, it would sound that way. Yeah, 100%. One of my favorite Michael Jackson songs right here. Yep. Sometimes if it's like a Saturday night and I'm getting ready to go out. You put turn... on your red leather jacket and dance around to it? No, no, no. I don't have the red leather jacket anymore. I don't have the beaded Dang jacket it. anymore. I know it's too bad, really. Um, but sometimes I might put that song on. And just, you know, dance around my bathroom all by myself and then tell myself what a great dancer I am. Did you have a glove that went with the jacket? Um, no, I never oh. really had the glove, but I did have the short pants with the, uh, you know, with the white socks and like the, uh, the loafers. The loafers, yeah, <laughs> so that I could moonwalk really good. You had a glove, don't lie. You know, no, I wish I had the glove. <laughs> my mom and dad were like, no glove, no glove for you. I'm like, why not? They're like, because we're just not paying for a glove because we're cheap. You know, I told you the cheeseburger story. You know the deal. <laughs> so. Cappy, uh, the Dodgers were not cheap. Neither were the Padres, for that matter. Both teams spent a lot of money. They spent a lot of capital to get the players that they've got. And the Dodgers, the numbers aren't, aren't pretty. Lindsay has the numbers here. The Dodgers left 10 runners, including seven in the last four innings, on base. 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position, as I mentioned earlier. 4 for 32 against the Padres' bullpen thus far. On Wednesday, three relievers combined to give up zero runs and allow four hits over four innings for the Pods. After starting 6 of 14 in game one, the Dodgers are hitting just barely over the Mendoza at 208, 11 for 53 as a collective. And all three runs Wednesdays were Wednesday were produced by solo home runs off of Darvish. Mm-hmm. So, by look, the way, that th- those numbers aren't good to your point, but there are so many other things, George, that are not statistical. Like, I mean, Trey Turner with the really bad error. Well, the error, yeah. And yeah. then Trey and, Turner and, you know, with the underhanded throw over to second base that's not in time. Yeah, my um, uh, my dad used to always say, detrás del error viene el palo. My dad said that a lot too, as a matter of fact. Interesting. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Weird. What is, you know what it means? No, I never understood what it meant. Oh. What does it mean? After the uh, a player makes an error, the big hit's coming. Oh. And, you know, whether you believe it or not, I mean, it does always feel that way, right? Well, it felt that way when uh, Darvish put a ball right over the plate to Muncie that was a blatant strike, and it wasn't called a strike, and then Muncie took him deep on the next pitch. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it made him pay. That's for sure. Now, the uh, the Padres, I see them, you know, the, the fans on Padres Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they're, they're starting to get a little, you know, chesty, as I like to say. Boy, that's they're not a smart themselves. idea. That is not a smart idea. Definitely get, feeling themselves. They are feeling themselves. Lindsay has noticed as well. Laura, have you noticed the Padres fans getting chesty and feeling Laura's, themselves a little bit? Laura's in another room right now. Oh, my bad. So, now, everyone wants to make this a rivalry. And it's it's not a rivalry like the Giants are a rival, right? But they are a division rival, for lack of a better phrase. Though I don't consider it a rivalry because it's more like the Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner. But I'll say this. I'm not trying to scare Dodger fans. But, you know, I grew up a Yankees fan. And for years, that was the case with the Red Sox, including an incredible crushing loss in 2003, the Yankees handed the Red Sox, to then which the Red Sox finally broke the curse of the Bambino the following year with Dave Roberts. Right, see Dave Roberts. Enough, right. By the way, big. hey, Dave Roberts stole that base. Mookie Betts not stealing that base last night. That's another one of those things, George, that we're not talking about in the stats. But the Padres never throw out runners on the base pass, let alone somebody as fast as Mookie Betts. Right, right. So, you know, they're all talking about, oh, rivalry, rivalry. We're the rival. We're going to win this rivalry. And I'm like, yeah, slow down. You may win, but it's not really a rivalry until the Padres win in a situation like this, at least in my estimation. I would agree. I mean, look, 
San Diego has always had a monster chip on its shoulder about L.A. Always. And that chip got even bigger when the Chargers bailed on San Diego and showed up in L.A. And everybody in L.A. is like, we don't even want you here. Right. So San Diego has had a Woody for L.A. forever. Wow. And a Harrelson? Correct. Thank you. And L.A. has never really looked at San Diego like, hey, we hate you guys. And the, the San Diego people are like, we hate L.A. Beat L.A. Beat L.A. Nobody in, in Dodger Stadium ever goes, beat S.D. Beat S.D. doesn't no, happen. if they did that, I'd be like, South Dakota? What are you yeah, talking about? Right. It doesn't happen that way, yeah. right? Yeah. So the Padres fan, you got to understand, the Padre fans want this a thousand times more for their team. Yeah. Then the Dodgers do because the Dodgers don't want it. They expect it. Yeah. Won't turn into a rivalry until little brother from the southern part of L.A. finally beats big brother. Right. It would take winning this type of series, right? A division series where the Dodgers are overwhelming favorites to win the World Series. They upset them. That would make, that would spark interest in a real rivalry moving forward. But I will say that um, unlike any other time with this series, with this matchup, there's really never been a time where the Padres had the pitching staff or the players, just name brand players, that could ever even stack up to the Dodgers. But well, when, I guess they did go to the World Series in '98, and I felt like that team was pretty good. No. Yeah, I mean that's that's way back when, and you know that was the Tony Gwynn team. You know, yeah, Kevin Brown, right? Right, yeah. but but I'm just saying, like in the modern era, and call it the last 25 years, right? Post 2000. Right. I mean, listen, you, th- there was never been a 30 million dollar third baseman like Manny Machado. There's never yeah. been oh, uh, boy. A, an outfielder. The fans hate him. Oh, dude. I mean, so much. Of course they do. I mean, this is this is the same guy that said to the Dodger fan, I'll bet you my entire salary that we, the Padres, win a championship before you guys, the Dodgers, and the Dodgers have already done that, and he didn't pay up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. But the Padres have never had players to actually match up with the Dodgers. Right. And for the first time ever, in some ways, they do. Yeah. I mean, listen, Juan Soto's one of the best players in baseball. Like, there's no doubt about that. And And, you know... He is, in some people's eyes, as good if you know as Mookie Betts would be in that scenario. Uh, yeah, not in my eyes. I mean, Juan Soto to me, for all the advertisement of what he's supposed to be and how everybody wanted him at the trade deadline, been kind of a disappointment, frankly. I mean, even last night, he sees a pitch just go grooving down the pipes on a three-one count, and he don't swing because he'd rather walk than try and swing and get on. Yeah, but that's actually smart. Is walking is good for is is it, is smart. That's, it, the, that's walking the is fine for a lot of teams. Walking's fine, and getting on base is great. On a, on a three-one count, that's a hitter's count. See, I did teach that in little league. Three-one is a hitter's count. Go hit it, man. Especially if they're going to give you something, they're going to groove something to you. Go get it. He didn't do it. He'd rather sit there and try and get a walk, you know. But I will say he's a smart player because, again, that whole Max Muncie deep shot to right field where I thought Soto should have caught it and he pretended like he was going to catch it, I never for a a moment thought he was trying to psych out the base runners until Dave Roberts explained it after the game. Yeah, he he knew he wasn't going to get there, so he he just did that, and then, yeah, he he, he got him. I'll say this, George. If if I'm the Dodgers, here's what I'm I'm thinking about right now. What what are you thinking about? Freddie Freeman has hit a home run. He's come up at the plate and he's right. he's produced. Oh, I thought he was, I thought that that second the one at the end of the game. I thought I thought it was gone. I, the ninth inning, I'm like, oh, it's it's gone. Like, yeah. And it, I couldn't believe it hit the top of the wall. Yeah. Um, Trey Turner has hit two home runs already in this series. Yeah. And if you think of a big three, obviously Mookie Betts is part of that. Yeah. And Mookie hasn't really done anything yet. Yeah, Mookie hasn't done much yet. And honestly, I, th- I feel like Kershaw, I, I know people are going to get defensive about this, but I didn't feel like he performed all that well yesterday. He talked about multiple mistakes that he made yesterday. And, yeah, he just – he was okay. But, you know, okay is not what you need out of Clayton Kershaw. So if I'm grading it on the scale that we're supposed to be grading it on – with a guy of his caliber, I would classify that as another disappointment in the Kershaw yeah. category. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, look, you needed Kershaw to intimidate. You needed Kershaw to shut down and shut he had, out. He had no control of his curveball in, in that game yesterday. None. And Machado got it started early in the first by hitting that home run, and when you have a little bit of a lead, and even though this thing went back and forth and it was tied at three, Darvish wasn't great, and Kershaw wasn't great. 
and the Dodgers really needed Kershaw to be what he had been over the course of the month of September. Right. And so it didn't happen for him. I thought he was getting killed on Twitter, by the way. You said a lot of people maybe get defensive about you saying that, George, but I thought he was getting killed at one point on Twitter, especially in the community. People are like, Kershaw is trash. Get him out of there. Uh, yeah, but I, I do think that there's a lot of people that that will, that were making excuses for him. Um, you know, that, oh, he pitched fine, he got through it, blah, blah, blah. He gave them five. You know, he left the game taut, whatever. You know, and I'm just like, nah, that's not what I expect out of him. At least maybe, I, my, maybe I need to readjust my expectations then. What I'm curious about is what happens tomorrow night. I mean, you got Gonsolin, who before the All-Star break, there was a time where I was like, hey, look, I think Gonsolin should start the All-Star game for the National League. And everybody's like, no, you're out of your mind. It's Kershaw because he's a Dodger legend and the game's at Dodger Stadium. I'm like, yeah, but but if we really, really just look at the numbers, then Gonsolin has earned it. And I didn't have a problem with Kershaw. It was just, you know, it was more symbolic than it was about his season. Gonsolin was like undefeated going into the All-Star break. Right. But the question is, is Gonsolin going to be what he was pre-All-Star break tomorrow night when he's barely pitched in the second half of the season? And then on the other side... You know, every Dodger fan uh, knows Blake Snell from his time with Tampa Bay and how he was taken out of that game early, and people thought that Tampa Bay might have won that game if he wasn't taken out of that game, blah, blah, blah. But Snell was really good at the end of the season, but then really mediocre in New York in game uh, two. So the pitching matchup tomorrow, to me, is quite fascinating. One guy that's been on a long layoff, another guy that's been up and down all season long. And what's going to be just a, a bananas crowd tomorrow night? Well, I'll tell you one guy who hasn't been up and down all season long is our guy Fat Jack. Guy is rolling. He's printing money for us right now if you are following his picks, uh, whether it's the ones he gives here or the ones he certainly the ones he's giving on his website, fatjacksports.com. So we're going to talk to Jack next for his weekly appearance. I want to get into the Lakers-Russ situation. We'll do that at 5 o'clock, and then we'll get back into the Dodgers. We've got a full show today, so we'll be hanging out for a long time. But Fat Jack will join us next. Mm. <laughs> oh man yeah cappy i don't know about that when are you i don't know about that anytime it? soon you think i should george i don't know it's up to you bro i'm not in uh i'm not in bed with you i don't know what that's like you're not in bed with us of, i don't know what kind of conversations you're having at the dinner table with rachel i mean on the outside it looks nice but you know a lot of people look nice on the outside <laughs> I can't figure out how to do, like, the commingling of families. I don't know how other people do it, but I can't figure it out. Mm. Oh, you mean, like, her kids and your kids? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you did that one trip to a Charger game, right? And then the, you took a picture, and then she got mad that you took a picture with her kids in it. Um, Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Didn't work out so well for you. Well, you know what's been working working out well, though, if yeah, it's following Fat Jack's football picks? Our guy <laughs> Fat Jack, Fat Jack Sports. Are you still in London? I hope not. I hope you're back, at least. I'm back in Vegas. No, I'll be here for the weekend and then uh, back and forth to the Midwest. And then I'm going to um, Munich also to do the NFL games in, in Germany. So there is? excited about the weekend. Yeah, there is. Coming up the uh, 13th of November, which is interesting because that's where most of the NFL fans from London previous to this year come from. They have a ton of German fans that come over for the games. The NFL is really big in Germany. So this year they've decided to take the game to them, and uh, I'll be I'll be going and covering that in the middle of November. Hey Jack, not um, to put you on the spot. This, who's playing in that game? I mean, do you know? I'll look it up, but I'm just curious. Off the top of your head, you know who's playing in that game? Tampa and I think Seattle. It's definitely Tampa, and I think they're playing Seattle. Okay, gotcha. Um, but definitely Tom Brady. I'm betting Giselle's not going to be there, but <laughs> yeah. you never know. We'll see if we find out. <laughs> well, honestly, Tommy getting out of the country is probably a good thing right now. To be honest with you. Sir. Yeah, getting shutting down the engines, getting back to neutral. You know, last weekend was why uh, the the books hate me. I had my worst week of the year last week. This last weekend, I had my worst week of the entire year, and we broke even. I mean, it was everything's posted at FatJackSports.com, but we've been so good to start the year. That they thought they might be getting some of it back, and they got absolutely nothing back. And I went to London instead. So. Um, broke even last week. And if you play the bases, we're, we still won last week. I don't count those because they're free. I always say Pete Rose can't make money betting on baseball. I would have trouble betting, making money betting on baseball. I do have a couple of guys that are really good at it, though. They pass them along. They trade with my football and basketball. And then I get those for free. And we're on a 10-3 and three run in, in baseball. 
And so really, really hot in the bases. And you don't pay anything for those when you sign up for the football and or the football and basketball. Of course, the NBA starts Tuesday. So a great time of year to get signed up for sure. You guys are going to have a ton of things to talk about. I saw Westbrook is not, not joining the huddle. I mean, what's going on with the Lakers? I mean, we've got oh, – are they going to end up – him and Beverly and, and LeBron, LeBron probably end up in a cage match for the end of the year, it looks like. Yeah, they uh, – Jack, it's going to be one of these weird kind of chemistry experiments that we're going to end up seeing playing out in real time. Uh, my understanding is that they're going to give it about 10 to 20 games and then they're going to make a decision on what to do with Westbrook. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that, how that goes. Very inter- very similar to Cap trying to get his uh, girlfriend's kids to take pictures with it. Correct. I mean, you're just trying exactly. to get the two to yep. mesh together. Right. And Tough. sometimes things don't mesh, and sometimes they do. Right. You're right. Sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. You couldn't be more right, Jack. I'll tell you that. Hey, um, let me throw a game at you because I'm curious. Um, tell me this. The game of the week, I think, in the NFL is the Bills and the Chiefs. And um, Buffalo is a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and I – I tend to want to like Kansas City at home. What, what's your thought on that game? Yeah, this is the toughest game of the week because you can make a great case for either team against everybody, including each other. Patrick Mahomes has been an underdog eight times in his career. He's 7-0-1 against the spread. Uh, the one time that he pushed the number, he, he, they scored 51 points. So offense has shown up. When you give him points, the guy is almost unbeatable. He's never been an underdog at home. It's the first time that he's been an underdog at home his entire career starting for Kansas City. Buffalo, on the other hand, if you talk to the sharp players, like I say, I, I, I touch base with a ton of guys that know what they're doing and make money doing this. They are not only the, the far and away highest power-rated team of the year so far in the NFL. They go back to New England's teams when they went undefeated with Brady and stuff. It's how good this team is when they're healthy. So, I don't. I don't want to get in the way of either one of these freight trains. Um, I would play over. The total is fifty-four and a half or so. Five of the last six in the series have gone over. As I said, when you give give uh, Mahomes points, he typically the offense at least scores and shows up. I'm just not sure how they're going to stop Buffalo consistently either. So you maybe play the game. I don't want to play against either Mahomes or Allen, um, but I'll take over the fifty-four. FatJackSports.com is where you find all of this information and follow them on social media as well, Twitter, Instagram, at FatJackSports. What about tonight's game? The uh, Bears are a one-and-a-half-point home dog tonight, and I feel like when I checked earlier today, there was a lot of, like, sharp movement on Washington. Where do you lie on this game? Which is the right side? No, there absolutely is. Last week, I came on here, and my infinite wisdom gave you over, and there were, like, four field goals, and everybody went to bed at halftime. <laughs> Al Michaels was making fun of you. Every once in a while, I'm not the only handicapper in the world that admits when they lose anything. Nobody else does. It's because we post everything, and you'll see we turn away. We have killed Thursday nights and Monday nights, and we haven't had a losing week yet. Tonight, you're right. The, the Sharps have jumped on Washington so much, the numbers jumped the fence. Chicago was a one-point favorite. Now you've got Washington as a point favorite. Washington 5-0 and against the spread. Uh, their last five in, in the series when they go to Chicago. And Washington's quarterback has been really good on Thursday nights. And I just don't think people believe, the Sharps do not believe in anything that's going on offensively for Chicago. This is the time you, you get tied up in that recency bias. You look at what you saw last week, and you're like, oh, that's going to definitely happen this week. And so I think Chicago playing better offensively last week um, gave Bears fans some hope, and that's why the number came out where it did. But the reality is Chicago has not been consistent offensively. They haven't been stopping the run between the tackles. Washington should be able to run it a little bit, and that's going to set up play action. So, yeah, I'm, I'm actually with the Sharps here. I like Washington minus a point. Hey, Fat Jack, uh, Panthers are visiting the Rams. Rams are 10-point favorites. I have a hard time taking the Rams 10 points, even if against a bad team like the Panthers who just fired their coach and don't have their starting quarterback. So what's the right side here? Yeah, I mean – the Rams have been super inconsistent, as everybody out there knows, and that's been that's been the problem. Is which Rams team is going to show up uh, before they fire the coach? I, I really like the Rams. Now you get kind of get that interim coach buff that I got Evan. You guys know Evan Cohen. Evan Cohen came up with that. He got couldn't gamble his way out of a paper bag, but he came up with a really nice theory that actually has some some truth to it. I love it. We've been doing business or doing radio for a long time. Where the the game after you fire your head coach. That team typically circles the wagon, especially in college, shows up for one game. And so Carolina, they have bigger problems than their head coach. I mean, that rule is super consistent about whether you bet on or against him based on how many points were scored. Under 16 points, they were 10-0 and against the spread in his career. 
over if they gave up over 16 points, he was one and 27 against the spread. So basically, you found teams that could score more than 16 points, and if they could, you played against Carolina. They have big problems offensively, and I think the Rams should absolutely get home uh, to the backup quarterback. So I'm going to go ahead and lay the points. I think you probably have to earn it. Uh, but the Rams are one of those teams this year. There's a few of them. Arizona's another team that some weeks they look really good, other weeks they don't look good. You got to catch them on the way up, play against them on the way down until further notice. I think they're probably on the way up here against a, a banged up Carolina team without good leadership. So I'll take the Rams and lay the pool. Uh, Fat Jack, FatJackSports.com. Big weekend of college football coming up. Uh, some big games for the two LA teams who are obviously as hot as anyone in the country. What do you make of those matchups? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, this, the interesting one is the USC-Utah game. I mean, you have undefeated USC getting points at Utah. This is one of those, there's about four head-scratcher lines this week. Kansas-Oklahoma is certainly one of them. I think a lot of people would look at the Alabama-Tennessee and the recency bias and say, what's going on there? Uh, TCU uh, favored over a higher-ranked Oklahoma State team. But the reality is there's only been 15 times in the last – about eight years where an unranked team was getting points to a team that's lost more than two games during the course of the year. The unranked team is, is on a two and 13 run straight up. So Vegas leads you where they, where they really think the game's going to go in some of these spots when it looks too good, looks too strange. You know, you get an unbeaten, highly ranked team going on the road, but they're getting points. That's typically a red flag. So I actually like Utah in the game. I think USC, we've seen this. The more film the West Coast teams are getting on Lincoln Riley's offense at USC, the better job they're doing at getting some stops. And the defense has been a little inconsistent. USC 4-1 and one to the under their last five on the road. And Utah has been really good at home. Seven of their last eight they've covered at home. Uh, so I actually – and USC overall, not good as a road dog. It's going way back. But they've only covered three of their last 21 on the road as an underdog. So they typically don't – do well against the number when they go on the road getting points. Uh, I'll go ahead and play you Utah on that one. Fat Jack, follow him on Twitter at fatjacksports.com. Same thing on Instagram. Go to the website. Everything's documented as you heard him say. Fatjacksports.com. Is there anything else you need the folks to know? Yeah, everything is everybody gets the same place. They're all posted and documented. Hundred dollar players up over three thousand dollars. A thousand dollar players up over thirty thousand dollars. We're doing really, really well this year. Get signed up. Start winning today. Enter LA as your promo code. You have a coupon code there. Enter LA and save 20% off any package today only. So go there right now. You can still get the NFL game tonight. 169 for everything through Monday. UFC was 5-1 and one last time out. That's going again tomorrow. And, of course, the NBA starts on Tuesday. Add that for about $30 a week when you add it to a football package. What you see is what you get. Solid, consistent winning selection at FatJackSports.com. All right, pal. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks again. All right. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. See you later, soon. Fat, fat there Jack. he is, Fat Jack Sports. Go to com. All right, coming up next, this Russell Westbrook thing. You heard Jack mention it. We're going to do a little deep dive, a little insider versus outsider on Russell Westbrook next.